Chapter Thirteen of the Leopard's Claw by George Washington Ellis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Jungle Terrors. With a pocket electric light, Oliver assisted with the clearing of space and putting up of a temporary tent. Lucretia began to cry when the night shadows began to enshroud the forest and the cries of the owls and other night visitors protested at what they considered intruders. The little dog curled up at Eva's feet, when without a sound, a leopard with a quick bound seized the little animal before anyone was aware of its approach. The yelp of the dog caused Eva and Yanga to look up to see the little creature disappearing in the dark jungles. The whole camp became alarmed, and Oliver was so nervous over the narrow escape that he could not leave their side, and ordered fire to be made around the camp, after stowing his loved ones safely in the tent. He then divided the carriers into watches and stood guard nearly the whole night, only snatching a few moments of sleep when Varney and Toby insisted and watched in his stead. Lucretia rested well except for the mosquitoes and Eva's and Yanga's faces showed the anxious vigil they had kept within the tent. Continuing their journey through the forest, they arrived at a deep and swift-flowing creek. The carriers were obliged to cut trees which, acting as a bridge, enabled the party to cross them only with great difficulty. At a short distance further they reached another creek with no suitable trees near for logs. Oliver started up the bank a little ways to search for means of fording, when Varney, who followed, cried, "'Jump back, master!' On looking as he jumped, Oliver saw a monstrous crocodile pursuing. They both began running, but remembering the wife and child, Oliver turned into the woods and thus lost sight of his pursuer. When he returned he found Eva hysterical and Lucretia crying, but trying to comfort her mamma. The carriers in the meantime had discovered submerged logs waist-deep under water, so they crossed on this slippery and uncertain footing upon the shoulders of the men, when one of them slipped and plunged in with Eva. The crocodile, which shortly before had been foiled of its prey, leaped into the water and swam toward Eva. Oliver jumped into the creek as soon as Eva fell, and holding her in his arms, dived just as the crocodile was within three feet of Eva. As soon as their heads appeared above the surface they were assisted by Toby and Fawn, while Varney and some of the carriers beat away the crocodile and prodded it with Oliver's long, sharp-pointed traveler's staff. They emerged from the forest at 4 p.m., and the bright sun upon the wide, sandy plains dazzled their eyes. Their feet sank into the deep sand as they passed through fields of waving guinea grass, reaching to the waist. For miles and miles they could see only a broad expanse of waving grass, dotted here and there with palms. They camped near a small wooden grove. Early the next morning, while they were busy in the camp, Lucretia became attracted by a beautiful butterfly, which she endeavored to catch. In this way she wandered far from the camp. Suddenly she came upon a large elephant, which was having its morning meal of rattan buds. The elephant picked up the child and placed it on its back. When Lucretia's disappearance was discovered, the parents made a search and arrived just in time to behold the spectacle of Lucretia sitting upon the elephant's back and being chased by other elephants. For a moment the situation was a tense one, 
as they did not know that this elephant at one time was a pet and a present of a native indian prince to an african chief eva and oliver climbed a tree as luck would have it and just as the elephant passed under them oliver reached from a limb and seized lucretia from its back before the other elephants arrived the caravan resumed its journey and arrived at a town called firka about one p m it was a gala day for them three fembus or native devils attired in grass robes and wearing wooden masks upon their heads made the time merry for the numerous spectators enjoying the entertainment they were celebrating the commencement of the Grigri bush girls who were just completing their work from a secretive native school after the femba whirled and danced the place was cleared for the snake charmers who swayed and whirled as the serpents kept time with their heads at one part of the dance the charmers kicked their feet into the air and the snakes leaped over them this program frightened the party of oliver so that they decided to leave the village immediately End of chapter 13